Welcome to Clit Talk. The pleasure positive podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. Hey, Clitorati. I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself sitting at home alone 1 a.m. on a Friday night in your PJs insta-stalking all of your exes? No, absolutely not. Why the fuck would I waste my time doing something like that? Because you fucking would. No, I don't do that. (laughs) I've quit that habit. (laughs) Who doesn't do that? I I legit honestly like was so bad that I actually, my last breakup, I made it impossible for myself. I blocked him on everything. Well, good for you. Well, I certainly have (laughs) insta-stalked all of my exes. And whether you like to admit it to yourself or not, that's what we're talking about today. And we brought the woman who teaches slut school. That's right. She considers herself a professional troublemaker and her resume runs the gamut. Sex educator, psychotherapist, activist, hypnotherapy, tantra, trauma, mindfulness-based, self-compassion, you name it, she's probably done it. We're going to pick her brain today. Please welcome Eva Clay. Bloody professor. Yes. Yeah. Eva was just telling us she's the, she actually likes to be called the slutty professor, which we are not a decline to. We are an accept. So I yeah, if we were to call you slutty professor, is there is there also a form of that that's like Mrs. Slut? Like uh, that would be Ms. Ms. Oh, I like that. There it is. Ms. Slut. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I always say in the end unfriend in like, the end unfriend like you like make it impossible for yourself to stalk your ex and just spare yourself I had to I had to yeah. otherwise I would have been like down the rabbit hole yeah, yeah. it's that. so yes. easy to do so Eva you talk a lot about the science of obsession why do we obsess <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, ladies, but um, evolution is, has the odds stacked against us in the obsession department. That so fucking sucks. <laughs> That's not what we wanted to hear, Professor Slutty. <laughs> but hey, you know, when you understand why your brain obsesses, which I'm going to explain to you in a minute, you then can hack the solution and reverse it. So I want to Does it definitely- involve rosé? That's, if it revolves rosé, I'm in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nice. It probably will only make it worse, but yeah, we'll talk about the real solutions. Oh, okay, okay. Rosé right, makes it worse. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So why do we obsess? Um, well, I've really distilled this down to a couple of main points. And in preparation, uh, because I am such a nerdy academic in preparation for this, I reviewed a course that I taught a couple of years ago on how to get over love obsession. And I watched the whole thing start to finish. And I was like, damn, I'm smart. Like, like, wow, that was really good. Like, I forgot a lot of that stuff. So that's what I'm going to share with you tonight is how to break this down. Yeah. So, um, so. Can I launch into a little bit of evolutionary science for you? Please. Yes, please. 
Please do. All right. Let's get your sapiosexual on. Um, So it's really about belonging, about our, you know, primal biological drive to have a sense of belonging within a tribe. Mm. And humans, we all have this as humans because we're tribal animals, right? We're like interdependent on each other for our life. And if we were to wander off on our own and on the Serengeti, we would probably die. We would starve to death or we'd be eaten. And so deep inside the limbic brain is this drive to affiliate and be a part of a tribe that's larger than ourselves. Women have this extra, a lot more than men. And the reason being is that we are physiologically less strong. We have smaller muscles, we have smaller stature, and we bear children. And so it's even more important for women to have a sense of belonging and acceptance within a tribe uh, if we expect to raise our children and have them survive. Hmm. Or if we're pregnant and breastfeeding, we're not so good at outrunning a saber-toothed tiger. That makes sense. So we need the tribe to, <laughs> to protect us. Yeah. I'm, currently, I'm currently breastfeeding. So you know. <laughs> I'm pretty fast. But Are you staying yeah. away from the saber-toothed tigers, Katie? <laughs> yeah, I'm staying away. I'm only watching Tiger King. So just Oh, I know. I'm smack in the middle of that show. It's so crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like halfway through the first episode. It's, I, don't, I think it's kind of boring. Does it get better? Oh, stay with okay, it. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, I'll stay committed. I'll stay committed. <laughs> it's like a trash, trashy drama, like reality drama, but I love those. So it's so unbelievable. So I know. good. People are so crazy. <laughs> I know. All right. Okay. So back to evolutionary science. Oh, yeah. So, um, okay. So let like let's just set that as the context and as to why we obsess specifically for women, much more so than men. Do we obsess? Um, and so. Women have this kind of psychological adaptation, I'll call it an evolutionary adaptation, to censor ourselves, to adapt ourselves, to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of acceptance and belonging. And now this is an adaptation, meaning it's not necessarily a bad thing that, you know, again, let's think when we were hunters and gatherers evolving on the Serengeti. Uh, in order to establish a woman's sense of belonging because she needs to protect the livelihood of her children. Mm. And so we really have not evolved very much over the last couple thousand years. You know, I think it's something like our DNA has not evolved for 40,000 years. Jesus. So let me understand. So if women need have a deeper sense of belonging, so I can relate this to our clit talk tribe. Like we need the sense of belonging and value in order to move this project forward and have fun. And when it's not going that way, it's very like um, mind consuming, like obsessive over until it's complete. But how does it connect (laughs) to like the inability to um, not raise our children? (laughs) That that's what I'm missing because I just I have an eight I have an eight month old and I can really relate to what you're saying and um how does it have you not be able to raise the children I just want to understand that yeah so the next uh, the next cut of that is uh, fast forward to modern times when we're dating casually or having casual sex and you have an incredible night with a lover or someone you met online or just someone you're dating and he doesn't call you. For like days after you have this incredible sexual experience with him. 
what it triggers in us is this sense of we're not accepted, we don't belong, we're not being enveloped within that container and that connection. And it triggers something deep and unconscious and even primal, I'll say. It's like a tribal wire gets tripped. So it's like our hormones. And uh, yeah, yeah, hormones have, I'm going to talk about that next. Hormones have everything to do with it. My hormones are all over the place. Is there like a vitamin I can take so this shit doesn't happen to me anymore? Because this (laughs) is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the magic pill, Eva? (laughs) I'm working on it. Yeah, This is is why I call it slut school because I I definitely have hacked like how Mm. to not get wrecked you know, from having casual sex and like how to keep your sanity and and have your pleasure at the same time. And it's like, it's understanding um, that you're, as a woman, our bodies are kind of built to attach and to pair bond and then to obsess. So what nature has has at stake here is that if let's say we are hunters and gatherers and you have casual sex with somebody and you become pregnant with them and you like flippantly wander off to some other tribe or then have sex with another man or whatever, like you're not driven towards that sense of belonging, then the livelihood of your offspring are at stake. Damn. So nature has installed this little cocktail in your brain. I call it the pleasure cocktail. Sometimes it's like the agony cocktail. Um, and it's driven by estrogen. Mm. So estrogen is a powerful driver for women's behavior. And certainly having a child, you'll, you know this, like the influence of hormones. Um, estrogen drives us to belong and to nest, mm-hmm. to pair bond and to root. And so um, after a sexual encounter, we have spiking levels of estrogen in combination with oxytocin and opioids and endorphins and dopamine. So all of these chemicals synergize. And what we know, this is data, you can Google this. It's like very well-researched knowledge here that it drives women to self-sacrifice, and to do absolutely anything to get into the presence of the source of that pleasure, what they think is the source source of that pleasure, mm. meaning the man or the sexual partner. So, aka stalking his Instagram. Ah. Okay. So wait. So I have. I have. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to totally derail the conversation, but sugar. I feel like it might be an anomaly. So I, I don't know if you know this about. So sugar is one of our regular cast members, and she is in a committed non-monogamous relationship. How, so like, how is this landing for you, sugar? Do you, does this happen for you? Are there some women that have lower estrogen? Is there like a scientific reason why Madison is like so free to like, I don't want to speak for you, but maybe you could speak for yourself to like. Well, well, it's funny because like when I meet people and I crush on them, I like to use that word. Mm -hmm. um, There was this one friend in particular who it took like we had an initial connection and it was so inc- so <laughs> like I was like I just wanted to like see You're obsessed. him again <laughs> and yeah and then you know I didn't hear from him and I kind of I got that sense of oh why am I not you know what's going on here and it it does come up where sometimes I will have you know we'll we'll this friend and I specifically will reconnect and then sometimes I'll you know, send a text and not get a response back. And that part of me 
you know, before this relationship, that would show up all the time with people that, you know, I hooked up with and, you know, they didn't, they didn't text back after we fucked or whatever. And it's so funny because it's still, it's still there, even though I'm in, um, I'm, I'm married, it still shows up with other people. And it even shows up. Yes, I'm married. Um, we've been together for six years and married for uh, like two and a half. And man, it's it doesn't go away. And it Ooh. even shows up with friends, I notice. Like girl, my friends, not like lovers. But it's interesting, like Sugar, because you're also kind of like a dude in the sense that like girls will hook up with you and look for that text from you. And you're like, I don't want to text you. True. I used to be so <laughs> bad about that. Like, but I, I remember before I had like my sensual awakening in clit talk, I was so that uh, extreme where, yeah, I would literally get annoyed. Like, uh, like why is she texting yeah. me? And I remember that experiencing that on myself. And so I kind of would feel a little bit like an asshole, like, oh, and that obligation or something. And I'm more aware of it now, like after my sensual awakening about like halfway through clit talk, it still lingers, but I'm more conscious of the impact as a woman and um, being mindful of like her, her feelings. Mm. So, so I want to know from Eva, like you're, you're hearing this conversation, what is from, from someone who has like a scientific background in this, what are your thoughts on committed non-monogamy and like that type of situation? What's the, like, is there science behind that? Or like a woman like like sugar who sometimes to me like displays a little bit more like masculine qualities like is there like do di- do different women have different hormone imbalances like how does that work on a scientific level i wish we knew you know there's 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 really no no data on that i wish we could like just give somebody like a, a test to see how monogamous they really are um, it, you know, it, it's such a, a confluence of like our psychology, our sociology, but you know? whatever that test is, I would be on the opposite end as sugar, yeah. and then that's how we could find a gauge. And Lindsay's like I'm in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the beautiful thing about like there's this spectrum, and you know what? You can all change your minds. Like, I mean, I'm 49, and the you are less- not 49. Uh, Holy shit. <gasps> I know you guys, I, I know am. you you cannot see this woman, but she does not look her age. You look incredible. Oh my God. Radiant. <laughs> Thank totally you. Radiant. It's all the good <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's the fountain of you. <laughs> um, but but I, will, I will tell you, you know, like the less estrogen I have because I'm in perimenopause, so my estrogen is like, you know, doing a nosedive. And um, I give less fucks than I have ever given in my life. I mean, not literally, figuratively. <laughs> I'm giving plenty of fucks right now, but um, I care less about what other people think of me. Mm. And you see, like, women around midlife, you know, so, like, women after 50, you know, they're free. It's like they're expressive. They're like, I could give a fuck what you think of me anymore. And that's because mm-hmm. their estrogen is declining. Mm. So the more estrogen you have earlier in life, the more kind of neurotic often we can become or the more easily attached or the more mm. sort of driven women tend to be towards partnering. And monogamous, non-monogamous, poly, it does not matter. Nobody is free from the obsession chip. Mm. You know, poly mm. people obsess just as much. Totally. However, what poly people might have, and this is where like our, our socialization comes in, is that um, <clears throat> they have more connection. So they're getting fed from more sources. So let's say like sugar 
has an incredible lover who just like knocks her socks off and she's obsessing and stalking their Instagram. But she comes home and she'll have other lovers, you know, which might not take yeah. away that obsession for that one person. But it, it certainly, it helps to chemically replace all of the pleasure cocktail that was released during that one encounter. Yeah, totally. So just more support. One That just made me think mm. whenever I'm in a community environment, <laughs> definitely still show up. It's easier though. <laughs> From, I think what you're saying, and make it's making a lot of sense to me. Where I'm like seeing how, yeah, it's not it's not any different than being when I was in the monogamous or when I was in high school. And but what about those monogamous people? Because like I know I've been in right. monogamous relationships where I've had a crush. I haven't. I didn't like have sex with them, but I feel like a crush can still develop even if you haven't had sex with somebody. How do you how mm-hmm. do you deal with that if you're in a totally like monogamous relationship? Like we Katie, we know you're monogamous. We get it. Like <laughs> have you ever had a crush? Yeah. <laughs> not right. really. Oh, really. That's the that's like kind of my thing. Like, not really. Oh, I definitely I have. had like a speck of a crush once, but no, like my signal for when I'm no longer, like when I would be dating, I've always been in long-term relationships. I knew when I was, the relationship was over for oh. me already when I started to think of other people, other men for me is uh, in an intimate way. So that, and I would usually end the relationship. And move forward with the other person for another, you know, long-term relationship. Well, I mean, mean, for me, though, I've had crushes and I've let them just sort of, like, play out. And it hasn't been a big deal. Like, Eva, do you have any advice for people who are maybe in a committed relationship and they're having a crush? Like, should they talk about it with their partners? Should they just shut it down? Like, what's the right thing to do? (laughs) Should they just become a poly princess? Like, what's the right thing to do? <laughs> yeah. You need, like, a disclaimer when you're meeting someone new. I'm laughing at sugar. When I, like, I want to come back as you, sugar. I want to, like, want to be reincarnated as you. A lot of people you do. You and everyone A else. lot of people do. I would love to be as free as her and then just. Oh, my God. You should have heard her on our Instagram. We did, like, a, I did, me and her did an Instagram live together. And I'm, one of the questions was, like, what is one kind of, like, wild thing everyone should try? And Madison, or, and Sugar was like, you should definitely play with your male partner's asshole. <laughs> and like the comments were just like, you should definitely peg, peg your, your partner. partner basically. Basically and she kept being like, said. it's not pegging. But the comments were like, people were like, Jesus, I want to be sugar. Like, I can't even find like a guy who will just do me missionary. And she's talking about pegging. Like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, I just want the guy to find my clit. Like, not the, to the point yeah. where I'm going to ask him if I can. Yeah, the girl was like, I'm just trying to find yeah. someone who can find my fucking clit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were an overwhelming yes. 
So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code clittalk10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. And that means so much you want to come back reincarnated as me because you are beyond dope. I want to come back reincarnated as you. All right. It's the deal. Pinky promise. Next slide. Wait, did you say pinky or kinky promise? (laughs) Oh, no. That that takes on any meaning. Kinky promise. Kinky promise. All right. So let let me answer your question. So, um, So crushes are this incredible confluence of our chemistry and our context. Chemistry and context. So chemistry, um, crushes are like the mixture of dopamine, which are our reward circuits, and adrenaline. And especially if you're in a partnership where it's not permissible to have a crush on someone else or to begin fantasizing about them, then it's naughty and it's wrong. And so the brain will release adrenaline. Right, your heart will pounder like, ooh, this is so taboo, this is so wrong. Now mix that into your context and you have recipe for a crush. And the context around crushes are, you know, where our attention goes and where it leaks, you have to look at like, what might you be avoiding? Hmm. So is the primary relationship lackluster in some area? Is some part of you not being fulfilled? Are you not feeling free to express all parts of yourself Mm. inside of the relationship. It doesn't mean that it's a bad relationship or you need to get out of it, but often we look outside of the relationship to fulfill some part of ourself. Mm. Um, As well as um, what might you be avoiding and and what part of you is seeking more aliveness? Mm. And it might have nothing to do with the relationship. Like Esther Perel talks a lot about this, that... You know, if you're very unfulfilled in your work and your life and you're not living a, a purpose-driven life or you're just not feeling alive, this is where affairs mm. come in. It's the, the main reason why people seek affairs is for a sense of aliveness. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That there's something, there's something missing. So you need to, you fill it with what you think is, missing and that may not actually be it mm-hmm. it's usually not it it's a thing right. but we go into projection we go into fantasy projection and we see the outline of someone and we fill in the details with our imagination mm-hmm. and what we usually fill in is very interesting it's usually like just shit we make up <laughs> see okay. i like do that mm-hmm. with my partner in the bedroom i don't know what this says about me but like my kink is like <laughs> I'm very like my kink is totally cerebral and I love role play like it gets me off and I have like wild like like the last thing me and my partner did I was like I want to pretend like I'm an up and coming escort and you are like the pimp's right hand man who like tries out all the girls and then we like realize we like really like each other. So it's like we do this whole thing and then like it totally gets me off. But I've had he's the first partner I've been with that's like allowed me to do that, like really go deep into my fantasies. So it's the first time I ever feel like actually like sexually like taken care of in my life because I realized that's what was always missing from my relationships is they wouldn't let me go there because my my fantasies are like super taboo and they a lot of people would judge me for it. Well, it sounds like a really healthy way to bring in 
all parts of yourself to your yeah. relationship. That sounds yeah. awesome. It sounds like just a sense of yeah. play. Like you found a partner who will play your game. Yeah. And that sounds like, oh, <laughs> Oh, Katie likes it. Can yeah. I come? Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, but so, okay, so then there's there's a whole... Yeah, keep telling us your fantasies and I'll no, just No, no, there's some that I'm never sharing. Um, anyways, there's another group of people that we've like totally so. left out. What about the people who are dating, right? So it's like, how do you, if you're casually dating like what what's the, okay so like what's the secret eva what is the what's the juice how to casual people how do we not get hooked <laughs> let's talk about mirror neurons mirror neurons mm-hmm. i love how sciencey you get. i know what my next fantasy is <laughs> that about. turns me on <laughs> Um, yeah, so mirror neurons. So when we move into connection with someone, um, they're like, there are certain behaviors that will put us into what we call an involuntary sync. So meaning your nervous system moves into sync with theirs. And because again, let's come back to belonging. We are wired for belonging to, to live tribally. And so mother nature has installed some bells and whistles in our nervous system to help with this. And one of those bells and whistles is that we move into what we call limbic resonance. So if you're within a certain proximity from someone and you, let's say, make eye contact or you share fluids or you mirror each other's repetitive motions, this is one way that we move into Hmm. limbic resonance. So this evolved, this might be like super interesting to you, it is to me. So this evolved from working side by side in our tribes, in our tribal villages. So the women foraging, basket weaving, grinding corn, men hunting, you know, walking, running. So whenever you have mirror motion with someone, uh, you're going to bond with them. Because your nervous system, it's involuntary. It's part of your autonomic nervous system. It's like blinking or heartbeat. You move into sync. And so like, let's say, well, this is audio, but like, let's say you're in a particular brainwave pattern and you hook up with someone, you're going to start to sync like this. And when your bodies move into a sync, you release all kinds of bonding hormones. Mm. The primary one being oxytocin. So you feel more bonded. So knowing this, there are things that you can do when you're dating early on to get yourself out of sync. Because are you, just to clarify, is it just the woman who's experiencing this hormonal sinking? Good question. Um, No, it's not just the woman, but women release much higher levels of oxytocin, the bonding hormone, and release higher levels of adrenaline. So women, as we know, are more likely to feel bonded and attached generally, and certainly there are exceptions, Um, and it's also context-dependent. So if, let's say you're a woman and you want to learn how to date casually without getting so hooked, so attached so early on, is to actually literally move your body out of sync with the person you're on a date with. So their legs are crossed, you uncross your legs. And stay, I know it sounds crazy, but these are like nervous system hacks. Stay in your sensation. So you're sitting across from him and you're like, oh my God, he's so fucking hot. Oh my God, he's so great. Oh my God, he could be the one. (laughs) This is what what they do. He could be the one. Um, Stay connected to your breath and rub your fingernails into your fingertips 
or like make little fists with your hands and focus on the sensation in the palms of your hands. So you're you're this doing that prevents. to stay connected to yourself? Oh. Yes. yes. Okay. Stay grounded okay. so that you don't get like hijacked into some kind of fantasy idealization with this person too quickly mm-hmm. before you really know who mm. they are. Mm. Like if you're dating me and you want a serious relationship, you know, and you want to take your time getting to know someone before you get all emotionally entangled with them. Mm-hmm. This is how to stay grounded. Wow. Mm-hmm. Stay in possession. It of sounds yourself. so simple, but it that makes so much sense. You're almost like actively choosing mm-hmm. to like stay sane. <laughs> like, 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 don't mm-hmm. go there. Yes. Like, no, I mean, and I see- give yourself completely over to the other yeah. person right away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I work with, I co- coach a lot of women who are single and dating and especially the younger they are, like the more estrogen they have in their yep. body. You know, it's really different dating when you're 28 versus when you're 58. Totally. It's just, you're just your chemistry, your hormones are different. Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly coaching these younger women how to like not lose your shit so early on. Right. First of all, like, don't, like, don't sleep with him soon. You know, if you know you're, you're prone to this, your obsession, and you want to stay sane and in possession, slow it down. Mm-hmm. And it's not out of any moral compass here. Uh, but it's just like, if you want to remain mm. in power, mm. you know, slow it down. And then use these hacks that I'm giving you around the nervous system. And it will literally um, <clears throat> moderate the amount of the bonding hormones that are released mm. in your body. Mm. And then when and if it's appropriate and he's proven himself or she's proven herself and the, the bond is strong and it, it's rooted and it has substance and you're like a full yes to going deeper with this person and it's safe to do that, mm. let it go. You know, and then mm. actually literally sink. And this is what Tantra is. Mm. is a purposeful ah. moving into that limbic resonance with each other. Wow. So if you're partnered and you're listening to this and you want to deepen your connection, put yourself in a, in a mirror with your partner, Mm. go on nightly walks, synchronize your breaths, make eye contact, move, dance together, share movements, make Mm. dinner together. These are very, very bonding activities. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you have, you have an entire course that goes more in depth into this. Yes. Or do people just work with you one-on-one? Like how do people that are really piqued by this conversation how do they do they what's the way to access the juice come find me on my website and you'll find all kinds of cool freebies there i do have a free webinar it's just i feel like it's my public service to women everywhere to talk about how to not obsess and you can find that on my website at evaclay.com and i have all kinds of online courses that I offer around sexuality. Um, my signature course is called The Path to Pleasure. Mm. Um, I have another course called The Aphrodite Circle, which is more about dating and relating and seduction mm. and flirtation and magnetism. That's Super awesome. Yeah. So I have, mm. I have one That's more question for you. For those, I'm going to call them woke, or I feel like all men should be. You know, it, there's there's a lot on women, and I get it, like the biology of us, but you know, in preparation for this episode, you had talked about there are some things that men can do to have integrity around this. Like, you know, your tips for men to have integrity of how they can like not lead a woman on and not have her get hooked. Because I don't know, to me, it feels like maybe the burden should be shared a little bit. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And men can get hooked too. My uh, coach men all the time around this. Men definitely get hooked too, but the trend just in our culture tends to be the woman is doing more of the obsessing and the stalking. So I work with so many men who say like, well, I told her I didn't want a relationship. And what, what? I told her, I'm like, that never works. Mm-hmm. Like never expect to tell a woman never. that you, <laughs> you don't want a relationship because literally like our hormones take over our consciousness. It's so powerful. And, um, and his hormones take over too in the moment. His testosterone is like roar, roaring and it's raging and he wants to conquest her. So definitely, like Sugar was talking about earlier, you know, set up agreements about communication and and what we call follow-up or aftercare. Mm. And if you're a man listening to this, just know that um, a really amazing question to ask a woman before you have any kind of intimacy with her is what kind of follow-up would feel good for you? I've definitely never had a man ask me that. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's a, a game, game changer. changer yeah wow mm-hmm. and yeah yeah if, if you're yeah. really woke you know if you want to be woke you know talk about like what what what's going to be what this mm. is going to be after after we hook up and make love or after we make out what will this be and check out her right. assumptions and her mm. expectations and now what she says in that moment might be completely different to how she responds after yes. <laughs> Yeah. But at least you had that conversation and be like, wait a minute, I thought we had an agreement and this mm. is what we said. Yes, definitely have the conversation. And I have a policy for all the men I coach. But, um, it's interesting because most of the oh, people really? I coach are men. That, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's a little, little secret. But I, I always make them call her the next day. I mean, it's like you just have to call her not text, you have to call her the next day. Mm. And, you know, maybe for any of you here tonight, um, think about a time when you didn't get contact after an intense, intimate experience and how awful that feels in your body and how the mind will go. So, you know, this is back to our tribal belonging. The Mm. mind starts to chatter because it's trying to drive you into belonging. Mm, right, so we, we feel crazy inside. We're like, "Why? Well, I just had this intimate experience, and and now I'm crashing." We literally go through withdrawals of this of these pleasure hormones. Oh wow! And we like we're like addicts in the desert. Like ah, <laughs> totally, yes. That's like how I feel all the time. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, this was yeah. Yeah, yeah. super yeah. insightful, Eva. Um, I definitely learned a lot. I feel like we just yeah. chipped the iceberg. I feel like we have to we have to have There's you come more, back. Yeah. I feel like we could do like a whole series with you. Um but this was really yeah. this was really incredible and um yeah, I definitely learned a lot and I hope, you know, for for our female listeners that have male friends, this is the episode to have them listen to to really understand the female psyche and level, you know, have so that everyone can have integrity, you know, in whatever form of relationship that they're in. Um so I know we just mentioned it but uh, and, yeah, and not like break who hearts. wants to break a heart unless you're just a you know, total like no broken hearts. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, um, just remind our listeners what's what's your website, your Instagram. How's the best way for people to connect with you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are two really good ways. Yes, my website is 
is evaclay.com. And I, I have a really awesome newsletter, oh. as I call it. Um, so please, you know, jump on my mailing list and you'll get lots of free tips about sex and love and relating. I'm signing up. Yeah. On Instagram, I'm, yeah, please do. Yeah, it's, it's a party there. And on Instagram, I'm just at evaclay. Easy to so, remember. Yeah, come on over, follow me. I release all kinds yes. of raunchy stuff. Yes, oh, that that's like. definitely our, <laughs> our our audience loves the raunchy mm. stuff. So, um, well, thank you so much, Eva. I, we're <laughs> definitely going to have to have you come back. I feel like, like Katie said, we just are chipping the iceberg and like the plethora of knowledge that you are. And um, yeah, this was incredible. Thank you so much. And to all of our clitorati out there, we mm. hope this episode made a difference for you in your pursuit of sluttiness or, you know, integrity, um, or both, you know, cause they're kind of the same <laughs> or cyber stalking. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, we love you and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.